Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me again, as always... Garrett K. Jones. It has been a long couple of weeks. I know. It seems like it's been forever. Uh, it's funny how it's just been two weeks, but... Uh, yeah, it's, um, I hope everyone had a great holiday season of, uh, great Christmas, uh, a good new year. I know we did. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just been a really, it was, a. we just had our first big snow of the year. Uh, we're expecting nice. more. In fact, we're supposed to be getting a, a potential snowstorm. Uh, it's going back between, uh, snow and rain and snow mixed with rain with heavy winds. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are uh we had some rain over the last couple of days. It sprinkled a little bit last night. Today it is just cold and windy. Um yeah. so we're mostly staying indoors. Yeah, kind of same here. Kind of same here. I got to go back to work tomorrow, so that's always fun. Um Yeah, my but... my uh actually I I was texting with my sister and my brother yesterday and uh, we were talking uh Christmas gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. And my sister asked, she's like, Hey, uh, you, you sent Matthew some socks. How come, wh- where are my socks? And I'm like, uh, you know what? They're on back order. Um, they, uh, they're, <laughs> they're being made from the beard hair of a, uh, of a small Armenian woman. And, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I said that they'll be there by July 13th. And she's like, I'm pretty sure you just used my birthday as a cover up for you for getting Christmas. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, no! I've already got your birthday covered. You know, it'll it'll all arrive on on May twenty sixth. So my my question is this: the one thing I've always wondered. First of all, uh, no disrespect meant to old or uh, elderly Armenian women. Um, we love old elderly Armenian women here. Uh, but that that brings up another good question: if you buy your wife a Valentine's Day present on this on February fifteenth, is that a day late? Or 364 days early. It doesn't matter. It's a bad idea. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> I could just be like, it's an early Valentine's Day present. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's it, it's yeah. just it's a trap. It's a trap. That's all it is. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, all right. Why don't Garrett? Why don't you tell? The fine folks out there, what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, this week and next week, we are covering two often overlooked, and for good reason, uh, cinematic experiences of the Star Wars non-canon. That's an interesting This is one of the, probably the best decisions that was ever made by Disney Star Wars as far as what's canon and what's not. Uh, the There's two Ewok adventure movies, live yes. action. Uh, this week we're talking about the first one, Caravan of Courage, which, uh, looking at the cast list, stars Eric Walker, Warwick Davis, Finuola Flanagan, Guy Boyd, and Aubrey Miller. Um, this was, uh, it's one of those things where Star Wars just became so overhyped and the studio couldn't help but say, hey, we want more of this. Now I, I have a question for you. Getting getting right into this, one of my one of my uh, n- uh, notes I made did did the very first part of you give you wonderful world of Disney nature documentary 
where you have the voiceover guy saying, here we see a family, here we see a family affairs playing in the woods. Oh no, yeah. there's, I'm like, what is this? And the fact well, that I mean, the, that you the, had that the, lives doing yeah. the narration. And you, I mean, the, the guy like narrated pretty much everything from our childhood. I mean, like Rudolph the yeah. Reindeer, yes. Holly Jolly Christmas. I mean, this guy was like the voice of Christmas for 40 years. But the fact that it ends like about three quarters of the way through the movie, it just ends. And there's no more narration for the for the rest know, of the right? it's, it's like, what is what is this? The yeah. it was just weird for me. I'm just watching, I'm just like it was it's funny because you compare this with the holiday special and they're both in that kind of like weird, weird where you're just like, what am I watching? But yeah, for completely different reasons. Like yeah. the holiday special is like this acid trip from you to I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it where yeah, this one the, like, the holiday special is definitely bad acting. Bad. It definitely feels like they were on some kind of hallucinogenic drug for that one for. Uh, for Caravan of Courage and its follow-up, The Battle for Endor, this was like everybody in the writer's room just did like all the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> they just decided, hey, let's just make the cutest creatures in the galaxy the main characters. Yes. Yes. Um, and my so, next show- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. L- let's kind of give... For those of you who have not heard of these movies, that keep in mind, they are on Disney+. Plus. They were actually yes. put on Disney+, Plus just in the last couple of months. Um, and I'll, I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But for uh, Caravan of Courage, which often gets um, joked about as called the Caravan of Garbage, mm. uh, the plot breakdown is fairly simple. Um, basically, it takes place on the forest moon of Endor. This human family... Uh, gets into a wreck in their star cruiser, just crash lands. There's no real explanation of whether or not this takes place before or after the events of Return of the Jedi. I have a question. I I do have some comments about that later on. Uh, Um, The the parents get captured. The children are found by an Ewok. Um, The older, so it's an older brother and his little sister. Uh, And Mace, the older brother, um, gets subdued by a horde of Ewoks. And both of them are (laughs) taken to the village. Um, very reminiscent of Han and Chewbacca and and, and Luke. Yeah. Uh, uh, the sister Sindel, no relation to the Mortal Kombat character, she becomes friends with Wicket, which is where we actually get Wicket's name. Yeah. Uh, for uh, the duration of the canon of Star Wars, and then um, they all become friends, uh, and then they have to find um, another Ewok. And which I'm pretty sure I had that figurine. It's the low gray, which has like the weird, weird bird hat um, or mm-hmm. pig hat type character. Um, and they have to go find um, this monster called the Gorax, battle it. And then yeah. Yeah. they start, they, they save their family and they start working on rebuilding their star cruiser. Now, one thing I noted and, I, I don't when we when we talk about um, the second movie, Battle for Endor, mm-hmm. um, there's a little bit more of a feel to this. But just something about the way the movie was shot, some of the cinematography, uh, the feeling it gave me a tiny bit of a willow filling feeling. It well, and part, felt, part of that has to do with 
part of that has to do with Joe Johnston working on it. He was an art director for ILM. Yeah. Um, and he a- ended up uh, helping with uh, with some of the production on, on this because he worked for ILM for years. Um, and they ended up... Um, uh, they ended up uh, doing this kind of same production designer and he became the second unit director. So a lot of the second unit stuff, like the filler shots and all that, that is quintessential Joe Johnson Willow. Cause he worked on Willow as well. Yeah. Um, one of the first notes I made was I said, apparently in the, Indoor has rabbits, ferrets, llamas, and horses are also part of the Star Wars universe. They didn't try to make any like make them into like you know they're just nope there they are there's a rabbit oh there's a horse. Your average reticulated python is sitting on in in a cave in Dagobah. This is true. So you know yeah yeah because I don't know it's it's um I I gotta say though. While while this Star Wars element is missing uh, John Williams' score, it does have Peter Bernstein, mm-hmm. who is a, uh, you know the son of Elmer Bernstein, who is you know one of the most famous uh, you know composers in film and everything. Um, although to be fair, Peter Bernstein has worked on some pretty cool stuff. Uh, he worked on both Ewok Adventures. Um, he worked on. Um, Wild Wild West and Canadian Bacon. He also did mm-hmm. stuff for various TV shows, including uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, Stargate SG-1, uh, Masters of Horror. And um, he does, uh, he does, he did actually work on some of the score for Ghostbusters Afterlife because his father, Elmer Bernstein, actually did most of the score for the original Ghostbusters film. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I and now was it just me or was the 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 boy the young boy uh what was the character's name again? Mace. Mace. Um he was kind of a jerk. Yes. Absolutely. I mean there's so many times where I, I put the uh uh let me see if I can actually read my I was reading right. for the Gorax most of the time. <laughs> yeah. It says kid sees creature entry decides the best course of action is to stick his hand in the hole where he sees this creature like it's it's almost like like the uh like the star trek joke when they beam yeah. down to a planet oh here's some plant that we've never seen before what's the best course of action to do let's eat it hey there's a creature that just popped out of his i know what i'll do i'll stick my hand in here yeah yeah. yeah, it was. Um, yeah, there are some really bad decisions, but I mean, to be fair, they were working on like part of a script. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, and I mean, when when you, the entire plot breakdown of a ninety-minute-long movie made for TV. Yeah. It can be broken down into two paragraphs on Wikipedia. That tells <laughs> you a lot about how much thought went into the story for this. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Uh, because while the story is done by George Lucas, it was the screenplay was not written by him. No. Um, so that that says a lot. Yeah. Uh, the other note I have is, um, 
after saving both him and and his sister and 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 saving the sister with giving the sister medication to help heal her he then proceeds to call them animals yeah he is um yeah definitely and, a jerk again yeah. I, the, and then he leaves the protection of a hut they're in this nice hut warm protected taken care of you know they 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 you know they've been giving food and he yeah. decides to just leave and just go into the wilderness with it with a five-year-old for the five-year-old girl yeah he wasn't he wasn't a very very bright person no he wasn't i i would have said is this is this boy the dumbest kid in the entire galaxy i would say very close to it yeah i mean even i mean don't get me wrong some of the decisions that luke makes in the original film were not very good like he went out without protection of any kind to go search for a droid in an area you know, ravaged by Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. And even that was a better decision. Than but at least, at least with Luke, Luke was from that area. He grew up there. He knew this the area. Trip. You know, he knew the, you know, you know, he at least had some sort of, and there's indication that he gone out into, you know, the Dune Sea quite a bit and into that area. So he knew the area. This, this kid, he, he had no idea where he was. Nope. No idea. No, no clue. Yeah. And the the funny thing is, like, I, I'm curious how, like, one of the biggest things I have for them is, like, they're trying to rebuild their, their star cruiser. And this is clearly a, a society that's fairly primitive. They don't really understand, you know, technology as far as the Ewoks are concerned. Right. And yet the, the, the human family, the Tawanis is what they're, they're named. Um, they're staying with the Ewoks until they can repair their Star Cruiser. How are they going to do that? There are no supplies there. I know. Yeah. I... Like, where are they going to machine the parts? Where are they going to get the resources? What, what happens to their fuel source? Yeah, that makes... Yeah. Well, and my other question is, is when does this take place? Is this before? Because I said, okay, here's my, here's my notes. Uh, if it does this take place before or after Jedi? If before, how did they forget to speak and understand basic? Right. Because like they're like you hear you hear Wicket talking. Yeah, yes, it's like very primitive basic, but still, and if it's after, then how do they not know what a Star Cruiser was? <laughs> oh, here's here's the best part. I just I just did a search for uh, my question was, when does Caravan of Courage take place in the Star Wars timeline? Yes. According to Wikipedia, right. Caravan of Courage takes place 154 years after the Battle of Yavin. So, Wicket would have been a... Wait, wait a minute. Because Wicket was a kid in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and he was like, they kind of show him as being a kid here. Yeah. Which begs the question, how old do Ewoks get? Exactly. This what well, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm looking well, that was something else I was looking at. Um I'm looking here. Chron I take that back. Chronological information timeline 3 years ABY. 
After, okay. That makes a but, little bit more sense. But the original response that I got... Oh, I misread that. It says here, producer Thomas G. Smith claimed that the film shows a young Ewok playing with a toy AT-AT, which would indicate that the Galactic Empire had been on Endor by that point. Eric Walker, the actor who played Mace, said that Smith told him that the crew saw the film as being set 150 150 years after Return of the Jedi, setting it around 154 ABY. So that's coming from the actor who played Mace, um, but as far as the actual timeline, according to Wikipedia, it is set three years ABY or okay. before the events of Return of the Jedi. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, it's also interesting that there's no ever from any of the human characters, there's no mention of the Empire. No, like, and it's very weird that there isn't a, a uh, any kind of mention of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's it's so bizarre. Like I think they were trying to pitch Mace as like this this new version of of Luke because if you look at his costuming, like oh yeah, it's very it, much Luke. It it almost looks like like an X wing pilot uniform. Like yeah. with the orange jumpsuit, but then he's got the brown vest, and it feels almost like if you've seen the way that they um, that uh, um, the main character from Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. um, is designed like almost similar, like the the flight suit uh, with a vest of some kind. My first thought was uh, it's a uh, Luke's. It's uh, we have Luke Skywalker at home. <laughs> Yes, yes, mom. I they want wish, Skywalker. We have Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker at home, <laughs> or the yes. uh, the wish.com version of Luke <laughs> Timu Timu. Timu. Yes, that's the new that's the new wish. Yeah, the Timu <laughs> version. Of... Oh, oh, another, I mean, another dumb thing is, is when he falls into that magic pool when he's in the lake and he falls in, and he can't get out. Like he's yeah. acting like he's never seen his reflection before. It, yeah, that like there's a lot of things that don't make a lick of sense throughout this film because like it feels like like they got a basic story idea from uh, from George Lucas and uh, the screenplay Bob Corral. Um, he, he's the guy who wrote the screenplay. Like he just decided to go with whatever seemed to fit. And he leaned more into the fantasy element yeah. of Star um, Wars more than the science fiction element, which yeah. Star Wars, because it's space opera, kind of always rides a fine line between those two sides. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it, it was very it's very interesting. And you know, nothing against the the actors that played, but I mean, because they're kids, especially the yeah. little girl. But I don't know. It was just very. Yeah, it was. It, it... I mean, did she did that little girl do Did any, any of the uh, especially the kid act do anything after? Well, I'm, I'm looking note? here. Um, aside from so uh, the actress who played Sindel, um, her name is Aubrey. Uh, 
Aubrey Miller, and she didn't, as, as far as I'm aware, the only two things she's ever worked on were this one and the Battle of Endor. Okay. Um, whereas the actor who played her brother Mace, his name is Eric Walker, um, he is had a, he's he's had a middling career between movies and uh, television. Um, he's done some stuff on on radio in the last couple of years, but. Aside from these two, like he was in less than a, 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 a movie film called Less Than Zero, okay. um, and um, as, uh, as far as other film projects, he was in an episode of Leave It to Beaver in 1986, and an episode of The Magical World of Disney called Little Spies. Um, he did, in fact, in 2014, he was the director, writer, and producer of a short film called The Making of Star Wars, Caravan of Courage, and Ewok Adventure. And this kind of goes back to what I was mentioning before, where like the only reason why these films are even on Disney Plus is he like he put together some kind of like campaign and tried and like for the last couple of years trying to get them to put it on, on Disney Plus. Mm. Yeah. And I know if you're if you're interested in finding finding them, they're listed under the Star Wars Vintage. Vintage Star Wars. Yes, uh, they have those. They have the Ewok cartoons, the droid cartoons, uh, and a couple others too that are down there. I think that's also where the uh, holiday special is. If, if they I'm don't have the saying. holiday special, what they have they is the have faithful Wookiee. It, it's not what? the oh, yeah. It's just the faithful Wookiee animated cartoon that introduced Boba Fett. Yeah, I was looking at that okay. today. And so, yeah, the it's. So the vintage stuff has it has the 2D Clone Wars miniseries mm-hmm. um, by Tartarovsky. It has the droids. It has the Ewoks cartoon. It has these two films, and then that vintage cartoon featuring Boba Fett. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, with the movie, they go. They find this that this Gorak was that the name of the creature? Gorax. Gorax. Um, yeah. And. I put down. I put down. Ewoks commit genocide? Question mark. Because they make it seem like this is the only creature left of its kind on Endor, and they well, straight up murder. Well, it. If it's if it's if it's not well, if it's not a sentient creature, then if anything, they are not committing genocide so much they are as uh, driving a species to extinction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Ewoks are evil. I said it here first. They 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 are cannibals. They eat. Yep. Yeah. It uh, yeah it is, but I'm but I'm looking at this, and the interesting like I'm I'm having like this creature was just it was weird like it, yeah it almost looked like one of the troll creatures from. Uh, from from uh willow yes again the willow like, callback yeah and and like there's i don't know like there's not really much in it. It, it essentially it's just a kaiju that stomps around through uh through uh indoor but you yeah. never ever see it after this this one event no. but it's got to be but you know you're talking about it being sentient Cause like I've seen, I'm looking at, I'm looking at pictures of it now and like, it's got like a trophy belt and a loincloth yeah. in one picture. 
And it was able to, it was, it kept, it kept the, the, um, the, the, the the two, the two parents in a cage. So it had to have the ability to actually make a large structure and hoist it up. So it has to have some sort of sensuousness, you know. Okay. I'm I'm looking here at, I'm looking here at uh, Wikipedia. I finally found an article on what the Gorax is because it does actually make an appearance in the Ewoks cartoon. Oh, which we may have to do our, our, a rundown on that series too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, apparently they're semi-sentient. Okay. That inhabited the mountains of Endor. Hmm. Yep. They're basically, they're, they're mountain trolls. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. About as much as yep. anything else in this movie. <laughs> So, indeed, yeah. Um, but yeah, in the end, they uh, the parents are rescued, and that kind of ends the movie. They celebrate, and yeah, and that leads us on a segue towards uh, the battle for Endor, which is ironic enough because uh, there was actually a book. That was it was a kids read along book with the the books on tape type of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Back in the eighties, and it it was a tie in to Return of the Jedi, and it was kind of like like told from the Ewoks perspective of that battle with the Empire, and that mm-hmm. was also called the Battle for Endor because mm-hmm. I had that book, and the signal to turn the page was R two D two chirping. Yeah. Yeah, I had a couple of those too. Not with uh, that one, but I had them for Jungle Book and for uh, Disney's um, Robin Hood. Yeah, but I actually had the record, the the forty five for for them. Shows you how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> I have a record of Disney Christmas songs somewhere. Uh, anyway, that will, I think that's a good place to wrap up this week. Yep. Uh, this episode. Um, and well, uh, Garrett, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at? I'm on planet earth. No, I'm kidding. Um, actually, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram and X at GKJ underscore, uh, publishing, uh, where I talk about my books, the archives of a sink Grand, which are five. It's a five book currently ongoing fantasy series, uh, swords and sorcery, the whole nine yards. There are some nods to star Wars in, in because it's one of my big fandoms, but uh, I also do a show called the right way, which can be found on uh, YouTube. You can do a search for GKJ publishing on, on that platform. And you'll be able to find me on that show. I uh, talk book recommendations, I talk uh, author interviews and we do creative writing tips. This current season, we're doing creative writing tips on how to write poetry. I have a new episode that will be coming out in just a couple of weeks on the 20th, uh, which if you're local to the Kings County area, that's in central California, I will actually be at the Hanford branch of our County library system uh, for an author meet and greet me and about eight other authors will be there signing and selling copies of our work. Nice, nice. Uh, if you're in the area, go by and see Garrett and let him know if you want listen to the show that you enjoy War of the Stars. 
Um, anyway, as for us, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at warthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our handle on X. Uh, all other social medias are under War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast that includes our Facebook group and Instagram account. Check those out. Show some love there. If you want to support the show financially, you can go to ko-fi.com. That's K-O-I. K-O dot F-I dot uh, com. K-O-I slash F-I dot com. I get that sometimes. It gets confusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just search for Kofi dot com uh, slash Ward the Stars and you can support us uh, financially there. Or you can go to our Spreadshirt shop and buy the cool merch that we have there. Uh, we are, of course, a proud member of the Geek News Net Geek News Now Network. Go to GNN.com, and you'll be able to find us and all the other shows that are part of Geek News, uh, part of Geek Geek News Now, on Spotify and wherever fine podcasts are heard. Uh, that is about it. Did I miss anything? No, I think you got it. All right. As always, remember. This is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. It's Morphin time.